Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today is a very special one because I have my client Pajar back on the podcast. So I don't remember which episode number we did on the Your Winning Journey podcast, but we did do one with her transformation when she finished her six-month one-on-one coaching. But we've been coaching together for about a year now, and I really want to highlight her journey because she's come such a long way. And the reason why this podcast episode is called Self-Love Journey that really is what happened to Bajar through our time working together. And one of the things that I find when I coach a lot of my clients in the one-on-one coaching program is that, you know, weight loss is a way of them loving themselves more, right? It, it's really about them learning how to prioritize themselves first, learning how to take care of their health, and really choose them out of any other options that they have out there. And I want to share her story with you because I know that if you are someone that's been looking for self-love or has been wanting more self-love and you're finding that through fitness or you're you're believing that, you know, the weight goal or the weight loss journey is going to do that for you. I really want to highlight Pajar's story because you'll get to hear like the highs and lows of her journey and really resonate with her on why her weight loss journey has become such a crucial part of her life. And so welcome Pajar. Thank you for coming on again. Yeah, no problem. Can you introduce yourself for the people who didn't listen to that first episode, like what you do. And I know you're also a mom. And so anything that you want to share with the audience? Yeah. So I'm Pajar and I have been working with Sam for a little bit over a year now. And I'm a hairstylist. So I work like pretty crazy hours. And then on top of that, I'm with the workload. It's a lot of standing physical stuff. And I'm also a mom of three kids and a wife. So my life definitely can get really busy with juggling my career, my kids, and then my family, and then myself as a wife with my husband. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted her to say all of that because I want you to recognize how busy and packed Pajar's schedule is and if she's able to get through her weight loss journey and really transform herself to really love herself, like you can definitely do the same. And so Pajar, I I want you to like rewind back to like 2021. I know we talked about this on our last call, but I want you to think about like where you were July, 2021 and how was life then? And like, what were you feeling about yourself and what, what really prompted you to be like, I really believe that if I lose weight, like, I'm going to love myself more because I know we had that conversation and I just want to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. So July, 2021, it was such a pretty crazy time during my life. I was turning 25 and I remember my life just felt really chaotic. I was battling a lot of feelings and emotions with myself and I, at the same time, my life was just like 
a lot of a lot of like things that I did to distract myself so that I didn't have to feel my emotions. So we did a lot of hanging out with friends every weekend, went out a lot. Um, really just trying to keep myself busy so that I didn't have to really deal with my emotions, but then really feeling that this sorrow and sadness, feeling like really depressed and really sad. Like I felt so many emotions. It was a lot of confusion. I really didn't know who I was. Yeah. Cause then I was battling yeah. between who am I as a person in general? How can I balance my social life, my career, being a mom and then being a wife and then still being myself. Yeah. Yeah. And when you think about that time, like how often were you putting yourself first? Yeah. During that time, definitely. It was barely putting myself first. It was a lot of obviously putting my kids first, putting my husband first, putting a lot of people before me and a lot of people pleasing and just making sure that everybody else was happy and that um, if they were taken care of, then that's all that mattered. But then I definitely was putting myself on the back burner. Yeah. And so like when you think about it at that time, when you were putting like your husband, your kids and even like work first, right? Because I remember right. when we were working together, like you were like, I don't know if I could take a lunch break because like my clients yeah. here got to develop and like I got to make sure that like it's like a really fast break. I don't know if it could be like actual lunch. Like you weren't even taking breaks to eat, you know? And so when you think about that time, like what made it kind of lit a fire in your heart that was like, I know there's something more out there. And I think that if I take care of my health, like that might be the thing. Because one of the things that I found really interesting about your journey was you really thought that the weight loss was going to be your holy girl, right? Like if I mm -hmm. lose the weight, like all of my problems are going to be solved. And on this podcast episode, I talk about how like, that's not true. Like it's, it's like a constant identity work and a constant like, journey of you taking care of yourself forever to make it like come true but I want to hear your thoughts about that so part of my crisis was a lot of self-identity right I was so insecure a lot of the reason why things sparked for me was having my third baby I felt like holy shit I like am fat <laughs> and I felt really worthless I just felt like I had so much um, body shaming to myself like my mind was just always telling me like you have three kids already and your body's never the same and I felt like I had such low self-esteem and I thought that okay I think that I feel shitty because I need to be skinnier I should lose weight and that's that was the biggest thing that drove me to come contact you because I was yeah. like okay well Sam's a fitness coach so I'm gonna go to her and lose all this weight and I thought so hard in my heart that if I lost weight or I got really skinny, that I would be really happy. That that was the goal to my happiness was to be skinny and lose the weight because I felt just so worthless. And to me, my worth came from my feeling skinny or being skinny. Yeah. And I also remember you saying something along the lines where like, you were 25 and you didn't feel like 25 or you felt like you were so tired all the time, like you didn't have energy and like you felt so out of shape, you know, and you were just like, I can't be like this age and like be this tired and you wanted to change like a part of that, which kind of brought you to 
started this weight loss journey, right? And I know in the first podcast episode that we did, I know that like you lost seven pounds and you did it in such an amazing way in a sense of like you didn't restrict yourself and you really build like a better relationship with food. And so I want to like go back to that because I know now that seven pounds came back But I think that's something interesting for the audience to hear because the way you love yourself has grown so much more than the last time we interviewed each other. Yeah, And I want you to talk about that because it wasn't that you hated yourself in the journey of losing seven pounds that you love yourself through that journey, but you love yourself even more now. And I want you to tell the audience, like, what was the difference between the two and what got you to still maintain those healthy eating habits and workout habits? Cause you're still doing it today. The weight is just different. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first joined, I thought that I wanted to lose like freaking 20 pounds. I was like, Sam, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And you know, to my surprise, Sam was like, actually, you're kind of lean, like you don't really have a lot of fat to lose. And I noticed that because when I kept trying to lose the weight, but when we hit seven pounds, when we lost the seven pounds, I was like, oh, this is fine. Like, I don't feel the need to lose anymore. And then, you know, with working with you, you, I learned a lot about how the number, the scale really really doesn't matter it's really about how you feel you know and so yeah eventually I got to a point where Sam and I didn't really focus on my fitness stuff anymore we had other goals that were that were going forward so she kept asking you kept asking me what my next goals were and I'm like hey you know I kind of gained the weight back but actually it's not a problem like I I don't know why it doesn't bother me but I'm really happy with my body and I look at my body but I the, the scale changed, but I don't see any, I don't see the, I hate and I love it. Yeah. And I don't, and the number doesn't bother me. And then, so it's funny because Sam, you kept asking me, okay, so what are your next goals? And in my head, I kept thinking like, okay, well, maybe I do want to lose weight still. Cause I'm thinking yeah. this is like a fitness stuff. And so I keep telling you that I want to lose weight. My goals are like, maybe let's drop the seven pounds again, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, let's be real. Let's be honest. Do you really, do you really care anymore? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. you're right. I don't care anymore that much. And then my journey came, it started becoming more of a, just maintaining health instead of losing this weight and, and being super skinny. It was more about just loving myself, being happy, and then maintaining health and eating nutritiously. And then also still enjoying things that I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important to know here because I, when you were on your journey to losing seven pounds, you were building more of that self-love. And when I say building more of that self-love, you went from like eating two meals to like three meals. And then you went from like eating takeout consistently, like every other day to like eating like home cooked meals. And you made the effort to go to the gym or to do home workouts and like her journey to the seven pound really taught her like, hey, like we got to get like our consistency in place and we got to like really have this goal to basically progress, right? In the way that we take care of ourselves. And you took that when you were enjoying every part of the journey, even though it was really like challenging, right? No one talks about like the challenging part of weight loss, but like it was really challenging. But like the reason why your your journey has been so inspiring to me is because when you lost the seven pounds, you were like, oh, like 
it was like a check mark off of like your list. You're like, okay, I lost the seven pounds, but like there's still more ways to love myself. And then that's yeah. when you went to like, I want to focus on more life things. And we started coaching more on like your relationship and like you being a mom and like your career. And so let me start with this question. How were you feeling on your journey to the seven pounds? And then the next question after that is like, how is it different now that like you've gained that weight back, right? Because you've learned two big lessons in those two journeys because they're very different from each other. Because one, you were creating your habits and then the other one, you were maintaining your habits. Yes. So to answer the first question, going, my emotions and feelings when I was working towards the losing that seven pounds, it was definitely really driven by believing that, hey, um, if I get super skinny, I'm going to be so happy and love myself even more. And that was and your motivation. That was my motivation. That was my biggest yeah. motivation. And I was really, really like dedicated and determined. And it was not easy. It was hard. It was tough. Um, I felt during that time, I really felt like there were so many rules to follow. And I really had to stick to those rules. And I had to eat certain foods and only certain foods in order to, to lose the weight. Exciting at some point when you see the number drop, but it was also like very like tiresome. And, and you start to not feel that happy because you start to feel really like you're just working towards this goal, but then mentally you're not happy. Um, and then eventually, you know, I, I grew to, to be excited about losing the weight and, and it was really exciting. And then I learned the consist consistency of it. I learned how to basically lose seven pounds, you know? Yeah. And, and trust so yourself. Then, yeah. And trust myself during the journey. And then to answer the second question, um, when I gained the seven pounds back during that time, I, I was really not bothered by gaining those seven pounds back. And it was because I knew that I know how to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> I still know how to yeah. Lose it. And I want to point that out because, uh -huh. because of the seven pounds, you learned so much self-trust that even if you did quote unquote gain it back, which you did from a place of you choosing to do that, you know, yes, uh -huh. you've always like had the evidence of like, I've done it before I could do it again. Yeah, exactly. And so that's my mindset right now too, you know, and if I wanted to, I could do it or lose even more seven plus more pounds. Right. And so this was a time that I really learned that there are no rules and the rules that I thought there were that were in place were really put there by myself. And so I really started to just enjoy myself more with foods that I did enjoy and then letting myself go out and have fun without having to feel any shame. And then at the time, but being really happy about where I was at, especially working with other goals that we had started with. Yeah. And then the back of my head, knowing that like I've done it before I can do it again and trusting myself with that. So yeah, that's kind of how I processed both losing the seven pounds. And then when I was getting it back. That's so good. And it's because I wanted the audience to hear that every time you lose weight and you've done it in a way that you didn't restrict, right? And you did it in a way where, of course, the consistency is a challenge, but you push through and you have the option to be like, I like it here, but I also want to see like if it's okay for me to just see where I was before going back to that same weight and then believing yourself and showing yourself that, whoa, like I have the option to pick where I want to be. And that is the most powerful feeling. 
And I know that while you were answering that question, you kept saying we're following a lot of rules. And then afterwards, you weren't following rules. And so I want you to touch on that. Like, what kind of rules were you following just for the audience to kind of know, like, what your mindset was at at the time, you know, because I know we did a lot of coaching on like, you don't have to eat that. You don't have to exercise (laughs) this way. Like, it was a lot of unlearning for your brain. Yeah. So I really thought in my heart that if I needed to lose weight, I needed to eat like brown rice and chicken breast and broccoli, like those really standard foods that you typically do see with other fitness people uh, or like, you know, eat salmon with rice and like broccoli, like really simple and like breakfast. And it had to be like a really, really good looking like protein bowl of oats or something. But, you know, obviously as we've talked about too, as a person of color, especially Asian, like I'm being Hmong, I love Hmong food. I would always struggle with like, well, Sam, like I want to eat can I eat like pork and greens in the morning for breakfast? <laughs> and sweet. Yeah, I was like, yeah. if that's not a problem, is that, why is that a problem? And I couldn't answer it. I think that in the beginning when I was trying to change my nutrition a lot, I really did it on a mindset of like, oh, here's what I'm, I think I'm supposed to eat. So I'll kind of showcase that to Sam. And she's like, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. You can eat that if you want. And then I started to like, I remember I started to get really angry with food. I'm like, yeah, I freaking hate all this food. I'm not happy. Yeah. Like it's losing the weight, but it doesn't taste good anymore. I'm getting really bored. And Sam's like, well, what's, what are your favorite foods? And yeah. I was like, mong sausage, papaya <laughs> salad, you know, mong food, like pasta, chicken alfredo. And Sam's, you're like, well, what's, why can't you eat that? <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know. I thought I couldn't eat those things. I thought I shouldn't yeah. eat those things because it's supposedly not good for you. And then we started really working on the biggest thing was sustainability, right? And how to eat what I still enjoy so that I don't have to restrict myself. But yeah, so that was like the beginning. And then and then once I learned all that, and then once I learned that I was in control, then I just, all the food rules just disappeared. Oh, and then on top of that, like I kept thinking that I had to eat foods during a certain time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like I would one. be like, okay, breakfast had to be at 9 a.m. And then lunch had to be at like noon and dinner had to be at like five, whatever, right? But the thing was my schedule, I have like, I basically work like second shift. And so I would come home really late and sleep in the next day. And I don't wake up until like basically like 12 noon. And then like in my head, I'm like, oh, it's already break. It's already lunch. Thinking that like I had to eat earlier or a different time. Thinking that I was too late to eat. And Sam's just like, you can eat. Your body doesn't know time. <laughs> you can eat whenever you want it. And so then really just adjusting to that. And then that's when I learned all that, that I gained control of no longer following rules that I really thought that I put there. I thought that I really have to eat like influencers, right? Uh, the influencers you see on social media. But then those thing is, those influencers are people that are like you. They don't eat, they're not Asian. They don't eat Asian food, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so once I decided to trust myself and really stop limiting myself with foods I love, then that's when I was able to really enjoy food and like I have a different appreciation for food now like it's it's like I will eat something and if it tastes good then I like it like there's no problem with that even if it's a big fat cheeseburger you know yeah and I want to point out that when Bajara was saying that she was eating like chicken breast broccoli and like (laughs) like brown rice I remember seeing her pictures like when she was like I want to lose the seven pounds and we set that goal 
And then I was looking at her food pictures and I'm like, what is this girl eating? Like, <laughs> and we were walking through it on the phone. And, and that's when I recognized that like, oh, she has these food rules in place. And I remember like when you were eating like super clean like that, like that seven pound was really dreading. Then if I go back and look at your pictures of like, the few weeks when you lost the seven pounds like you were eating hella good do you remember what you were eating i remember you were having like mole sausage and papaya and you were like there were some days where you had like sticky rice and yeah sushi and you went to the buffet with your friends and i was like she's eating like the foods that she actually enjoyed but like you were hella dreading it at the beginning because you thought that you had to eat that one way to lose the seven pounds you know like that didn't get you through the seven pounds. What got you through the seven pounds was actually eating like what you like. Yeah. And, yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah, eating what I like, but then I really learned how to portion. Like, yeah, truly portion. Like, it got to a point where, like, I was. I remember one time I was eating like these mini mung sausages, and they were like really tiny. They were probably like this big, and I would eat two of them. But Sam's like, "Hey, you know, you, I think you'd be fine if you just eat one." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then like really learning how to portion and portioning rice. Um, and then uh, vegetables eating I got to a point where I like love my vegetables so much that like I needed it (laughs) yeah yeah this is not it's not because Sam told me I needed to eat vegetables because I want to eat it yeah Yeah. And, and that's a really good point that you brought up because I want everyone that's listening to the podcast to recognize that like when you start to build a healthier relationship with food like what Pajar did by eliminating like food rules that you're following or anybody that you follow on Instagram or social media even me if y'all watch me and y'all like Sam eats like this I have to eat like this right like once you start creating your own food rules and you start following it it actually helps you so much more in your journey because you start to feel more confident learning how to portion that food and then you could take that like confidence with you everywhere you go. I know like that is actually what created like the results that you have now, because even though you're not seven pounds less than you were the last time we recorded this episode, like you, you know how to portion your food and you know, yeah. like I need my veggies and like you have this like food attitude of like, like I need to have three things on my plate and like it has yeah. to be three meals and like you've created like that routine for you so that you're not missing meals so that you're not like under eating or like putting yourself in a situation where you're overeating and so I want you to tell the audience like how does your life look like you following your own food rules like how do you feel about food now I absolutely love food we get so not all the time but we normally do get excited to cook or what we're gonna eat my husband and I and we don't have to question anymore like or how should we meal plan, right? Like, it's just like, oh, we know what we want. What are we craving? And then really trusting my body too. And like, even though I had it planned, let's say that I told myself that I was going to eat salmon tomorrow, but then like tomorrow comes and I end up kind of craving for something else and then being okay with that, you know? Um, And then not shaming myself like, oh, dang, I was supposed to eat the salmon, but I didn't eat the salmon. Oh, I ruined my plans, right? Like we don't have that anymore. Or even like if we do have like, random days that we end up do having takeout because we're craving it it's like you take you have to take out but you don't overeat it you just eat what you can and then tell myself oh I can put this away eat this for lunch tomorrow right yeah I I don't struggle anymore when I go grocery shopping either like I used to have like so good to buy yeah I used to be like I don't know what to get I have no idea what to buy and then I end up buying a lot of things that like I won't eat and then it goes to waste but now I kind of have like a general idea of things that I really do like to cook 
And once in a while, we'll spice it up with trying a new recipe. But other, other than that, we, we don't fight with food anymore. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just come so easy to, to me, my husband and I, because a part of me in this journey with Sam too, is like, it has reflected a lot on my family and my husband, like nutrition too. Like, we don't have to feel like we need to cook separate things for the kids anymore either. And separate things for each other. And so food relationship has been better and good. And then like with food for lunch and it's for work. Cause I used to not bring lunch to work at all. Like yeah. I used to not prep anything. And then when I get to work, it would just be like, Oh, well, I don't have food. So I don't eat or end up taking, end up doing takeout a lot at work. And so now it's a lot of it is like having food prepared for lunch to take home to safe to work. I mean, in our house, we follow a three meal a day and it doesn't matter when we eat it, we just fit it in. And yeah, yeah that's how we do it. That's so good. I'm so glad you even brought that up because that was the whole point of your journey is to stop questioning like the foods that you're eating, but instead make, make it a smart decision when I say smart like a decision that you know like what you're putting into your body and like you're choosing to put that in your body you know what I mean yeah. mm-hmm. from a place of like oh I know how to read nutrition label I know like what this food does to me in terms of energy level and like that was part of the fun is like you trying out all these different foods in your journey and being like oh yeah this food make me feel this way this food makes me feel that way I'm choosing to feel a little bit more energized today so maybe I'm not gonna have like monk sausage or something and it's so important for you to see that you making that change really impact your family, you know? And I want you to talk about that a little bit more because I know there's a lot of moms listening to the podcast. And so like, what would you say like was one of the biggest things that made it easy for you to believe that you guys don't have to cook separate meals? (laughs) Cause I think that's a big thing. Okay. So just a backstory, it just clicked to me because I used, my kids love noodles. And because I'm so worn out and busy, I would just be like, screw it. I can just make the noodles. And they literally ate noodles for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I was, it got to a point where it like scared me. I was like, dang, they are not eating nutritiously. And it's because of me. And at the time, at the time my husband and I, we were eating as best as we could because I was working with them. And I thought to myself, well, if we're eating and we're working on ourselves, why doesn't this apply to the whole family? into the kids right or to me too right like I I think at first actually I felt really singled out by myself like I felt like this journey is my journey my journey only so a lot of the times it was cooking for just myself and making my meals for myself and then my husband and I will be like okay well what do you guys want to eat right what do you what do you guys want to eat and then it started to like really not work well for me because then it just was a lot of prepping for different people and then eventually realizing that like okay hey actually this is yeah, it's my journey, but it's, it's going to reflect off of my family. And then my husband was like, well, yeah, we should all start eating better. So he started joining with me. And then, like I said, we, our kids are just eating noodles all the time because it's easy, right? You're, you're a tired mom and you just cook it real quick. And then, and then starting to really like, no, this applies to everybody. And just, just displaying the food to the kids and introducing it to them. And they might not eat all of it, but then they see change and then you eat together at the table and they like that. And then eventually they start asking for the foods that you cook. Yeah. And then you don't, yeah, you don't have to like cook separate meals anymore. 
That's so good because I remember this coaching call we were having and you were talking about your kids or whatever. And I remember saying something or like asking you a question of like, well, if you train them to eat noodles, can't you train them to eat like how you're eating? I was like, because they didn't eat noodles by themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. so interesting. I love that. So like, what would you say to like that mom that feels like they have to keep it separate? Like, would you just say that she needs to train her kids to just eat what what she's eating right or like how did you make that transition happen because I feel like it was really smooth for you like of course it was bumpy at the beginning because you thought this whole journey was just for you but then we got to the root of it and I remember you saying like oh no I'm doing this not just for myself but it's actually for my kids like I want to show up better for my kids and I actually want to play with them I actually want to teach them how to take care of their body and so like that's when you started playing around with okay what do they like to eat? Let me just give them a little bit of this. And let me, let me just give it to them so they can try it out and see if they like it. And so were you just kind of like throwing things at them and just seeing like what they were liking and not liking? Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I did. So I, we started off with like mong, mong boiled pork with like greens with zhao. And surprisingly, they loved it. And I was like, oh, dang, I didn't think that they would like that. But you know, no until you try you know? Yeah. And then, um, but for sure, kids and vegetables, it is hard. So <laughs> we started just doing things like making vegetable smoothies that like, it's really, it's the, the taste of vegetables is really like hide. It hides with all the fruits and the sugar, the, the sweetness. And so they don't yeah. believe that they're eating vegetables, but they are. And just finding new ways to put vegetables or more nutritious food on the table and, and then, you know, by not giving them an option, they can't, they have to eat it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. they're hungry. And then, and then like, they get used to it. And then you, and you told them that you're eating it too, you know? Like, hey, we're all doing this together. It's not like I'm giving them a plate full of broccoli, but then I'm eating chocolate bars, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. We're, so, so we're doing it together. And then once in a while, you together, we all eat maybe pizza together, right? And still reminding them that, like, this is the way we, we eat. It's not going to be like this all the time. Um, it does have to be broccoli all the time. It could be, we can have pizza tomorrow. It's fine. You know, the thing once they started seeing that it's, it's a variety of everything and they still can eat foods that they enjoy too, then they came around. And yeah. So it does surprise me when they ask for like the broccoli, sometimes they start to like it or the fruit, the smoothies, you know, the vegetable smoothies or the fruit smoothies. And yeah. so it's definitely not an easy transition. And even like, I still struggle today with my kids. Sometimes they're like, I just want to eat pizza. And I'm like, we have pizza already. <laughs> like you can't, yeah. I don't want you to eat pizza, you know? But yeah, it's just really showing them that like, it's, they're doing it together. So I would be like, I'm eating it too. So we're all eating it. Yeah. yeah, I love that so much. And the reason why is because you're really embodying like what it what it's like to have a healthy relationship with food and I know that your kids are going to appreciate it so much when they grow up because they're going to remember like mom does the talk and she also does the walking you know what I mean mm -hmm. like because yeah. you know I feel like me growing up my parents were like you guys need to eat more veggies but they didn't eat veggies in front of us so yeah. I'm like, okay so how are you expecting me to eat something that you're not like showing yeah, me exactly that you're eating it you know um and so I think that's really good it's it's almost kind of like if you want to change your health and you also want like your kids to be healthy and your family to be healthy, it's almost kind of like you have to be the first one to do it and you doing the walking, like, yeah, they're going to be seeing that and they're going to be like, oh, mom, mom says she's going to do this and she actually does it. And then they really see you as a role model. So I think that's a really big thing. Too. Yeah. 
I think like yeah. once once all the nutrition stuff came down, like honestly, there was this just shift in our house too, in our kitchen. Like it wasn't like I said, it wasn't just like I was forcing all this on my kids and we weren't eating. We were all doing it together. It was a team effort, and it was not easy. And there were times where like you already cooked it, and you're like, dang, I really do want a slice of pizza, <laughs> but shoot, I should eat this, so I already cooked it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that, you know. Um, or like seeing seeing foods that you already purchased and you put in the fridge and then you're like, dang, I don't really want to cook that, but I don't really want to spend money on takeout either. So I have to I have to eat it. And just kind yeah. of following those rules that you do, you do, there are still rules. Like I should, I give myself the rules that if I purchase the food, I need to cook it, eat it. And like I could just see it too. Like when I when we eat together, it's just different from like how it was a year or two, two years ago. It's, yeah, when you were like going yeah. on your own little corner eating. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like everybody ate their own corner, everybody ate their own thing, everybody ate different times. Yeah. And now it's we eat together at the table. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And I just remember you saying, like, sometimes when you do a little stretches or something, like they'll do a few twos. So I think yeah. they're also learning that like you are taking care of yourself and even you telling them too, like mommy needs me time or like mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to drop you off at your grandma's like talk about that. Cause I feel like yeah. moms need to hear about this. It's so good. Yeah. So for sure, like really communicating with my kids too and, and telling them and showing them cause they do know they, the biggest thing, the biggest reason why there's been this shift of energy in my house too, is because my kids know that I'm taking care of myself. And I'm setting those boundaries too. So they actually, they do get excited when I do stretches. They do it with me. Um, when we do yoga, sometimes they want to do yoga with me. And then they know I'm going to the gym. They go, oh, you're going to go exercise? Okay. You know, but yeah, really putting out there that I'm taking care of myself. Because at first I thought that like my journey was just by myself. that I didn't have to tell anybody about it or communicate it. Yeah. But then it felt lonely, of course. And then like nobody knew what I was doing. And it's just, uh, it's all started seems so shady so my kids are like what are you up to and I'm like, oh yeah taking care of myself and they they yeah. love it so like speaking of taking care of yourself right because I I really believe that that's actually what created you to have so much self-love for yourself you know when you think about your journey with that can we talk about how you taking care of yourself impact your relationship with your husband like how like the way you saw yourself change and that changed the way you approach your relationship with him yeah so in the beginning of my journey I held so much responsibility to myself I believe that only I could do things and get things done and even though I had a partner, I have a husband, I put no responsibility towards him. I had this huge responsibility because uh, that's what you do when you're a mom. You just take everything into, into the, on your shoulders. And so when I started to really take care of myself, and it was not easy. It was really hard because it's such a foreign thing to like take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Especially a woman you know? of color too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because, you know, you see that from your parents, your mom, your our own parents, right? They always take care of everybody but themselves and so when I start to really just take care of myself and then like really realizing like Sam helping me realize that hey you know you have a husband too you know you can ask for help and asking for help was something that I was also not accustomed to I was like asking for help like that's so illegal <laughs> I can't do that you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and sounds like you can and you should and then realizing that hey I don't have to pull all this on myself. You know, how can I, how can I do it all? I can't, I really do need a partner, you know, which I do have one. 
<laughs> so yeah, I started to ask my husband and it was uncomfortable at first to like just communicate with him like, hey, can you help with this and this? And he's like, yeah. But in my mind, I already made all these assumptions that he would say no, right? I made all these assumptions about like his answers, but I didn't even know how he was also feeling. And then in doing this and like communicating with my husband and taking care of myself, I actually learned that he was feeling really pushed away, you know, because with all the responsibilities yeah. that I held that I didn't ask him for help, he was feeling really pushed away. Like, well, you always want to do it. So I just give you space, but but he's like, I'm here to help you. Like, if you need help, I'm here to help you. And like, you know, when you hear that from your husband, you don't really believe it. You're like, what? He wants to help me? <laughs> yeah. Is I've been really doing a- this all myself, like all yeah. these years, what? Right? Yeah. And so like, it was so different to feel that this new feeling of, oh, I don't have to do everything by myself. Like, it was so uncomfortable, but like having to just be okay with being uncomfortable. And then as like that grew, as as me taking care of myself grew, I started to just feel more happy, more fulfilled. And then I'm able to give part of me more to my family without feeling resentful, right? Towards them and feeling angry that like, oh, this is the way everything is, is because nobody helps me. But at the end of the day, I have all the help that I can. Even with, even with like my family members, right? My in-laws or my mom or my sisters and them. That's really good because you know what I was just thinking as you said that? Because you learn how to take care of yourself, you were willing to be like uncomfortable being taken care of. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because like, you know what? That's, I think for me too, I, I always felt like nobody took care of me. Yes. And so... So when I, when I started to like have people help me, it was so uncomfortable at first, but then you see how much they really do want to help you and how their, they do have, their words have meaning when they tell you that they want to help you. And like dropping my kids out to my mother-in-law used to be such a big problem to me because I always felt so like uncomfortable by that. And like, I always felt like, well, they're my kids. So I need to take care of them only, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can never let them out of my sight. Um, but then, you know, realizing that actually I can't get things done if my kids are always around my hands and my feet. <laughs> yeah. And so like, just be able to like, making those uncomfortable calls, calling my mother-in-law and being like, hey, can you watch my kids for a little bit? And she's just like, yeah, bring them over. Like I'm home. And then it got to the point where it was like so easy and stop feeling guilty. Cause you know, you have the guilt too when you drop mm-hmm. them off to people or you have to go somewhere uh, and you can't take them and you feel so guilty. But then just learning to like stop shaming myself for having free time or like going out with friends too right taking care of yourself that way right or going out to do something by myself it was really hard but letting myself be taken care of by other people and feeling that uncomfortableness like it was it's sometimes it's a little weird still today like depending on yeah. like, who I'm asking for help you know but then I just you know had to really reflect and think like okay yo I I can't do this all by myself Yeah. And I think like one thing to know here for the audience, too, is like it didn't just happen like the next day. Like you didn't just start calling your mother in law the next day after we did our coaching call. And you're like, hey, like, mom, can you babysit our kids? Right. Like it didn't happen like that. Like. You worked your way up to that, and I want that to be really clear for the audience, because 
in order for you to create like your dream life, the the dream like healthy lifestyle you want, your dream body or whatever relationship that you have that you want to have with your husband and your kids and your family, like it starts off of you like taking baby steps, you know? And I remember like that baby step for you was like asking your husband to cook you like dinner before you get off work, right? Like it was yeah. like, hey, can you do this? So that I can have dinner when I get off work. And it became like just those little requests that add up to like, oh, like, dang, let me ask my mother-in-law and see if, if she, they, she could watch my kids so that I can like run to the gym really quick or like do a quick workout. You know, I, I want to make that very clear because I think a lot of time people are like, well, how am I supposed to ask for help when it feels so scary? And I'm like, well, it's because you're expecting yourself to ask such a big help that your brain and your body's not ready for that yet and you have to meet like your your body and brain where it's at and for you that was like food first like hey can you guys cook for me or hey can you guys run this errand for me can you guys like yeah. make sure that the toys are picked up when I get home <laughs> right like simple right. simple things like that and also I just want to say like I know in this journey you you kept saying you know it wasn't always easy and it was hard and I want you to explain about the hard parts of your journey because I think a lot of people don't say those things and they sugarcoat it. And I always try my best to really say like the highs could be highs, but the lows are also very low during this time. And if you could push through those lows, like that's where the breakthrough happens. That's where you actually like see how much strength you have, you know? So I want you to talk about that. Like what were the hard parts of your journey? And like, what is it that people don't talk about that you see when, when they're like embarking on this like journey? You're like, oh my gosh, like y'all didn't warn me about this shit. Yeah, there was a lot of things I had to learn. Like there was so many, there's so much coaching on like how I see myself, how I saw myself, how I saw people. And I kept telling Sam, like, dude, I have, I have all these things that I have to do that people ask me and I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. And she's like, do you have to do it? Or why are you doing it? And then we basically learned that I was people pleaser. <laughs> and I remember like during these times, like learning these things about myself and then learning that like a lot of the things that I was doing or who I was at the time and even still today right was a, a lot of because of childhood trauma right and things that I've gone mm -hmm. through uh growing up and I remember just feeling so frustrated and feeling like so broken and thinking like well so I never knew these things about myself before until I started working with Sam so my brain went <laughs> my brain went that way you know yeah <laughs> like yeah my brain went I never I never had all these issues until I had or I never knew all these issues existed until I started working with Sam like oh my gosh I wish that I could just go back to normal right I wish that I didn't have to feel these feelings and I think that maybe I'm gonna cut my training with Sam short I don't know if I want to really continue to this is so much mentality capacity that I don't have and it's just you feel really broken because you you hear you learn all these things about yourself um with the coaching and you learn how to unlearn it and yeah. it's so hard and I just remember feeling like mentally fried and I was just like Sam I never I don't get it like three years ago I this was never a problem and she's like well that's because you were on pilot mode and it just didn't like you didn't even know you know something triggered you to feel this way and this is how we're tackling it now and I was just like oh my god like this is I just want to feel normal again right like that's my brain just kept telling me that um and it was so hard. Like, and I think it's hard to like really learn about your true like habits and like the things that you do is because they do come from tra childhood trauma or 
just things from your childhood in general, right? And I had to really like think back and not always that I had to dig really deep, but there are times where I did have to dig into my childhood and it's like painful and it hurts, you know, to like re revisit those feelings and revisit those times that, you know, that you realize that like, dang, that this happened when I was a kid and that's why I'm the way I am now. I feel like this. Like, I'm like, dude, Sam just knows the right things to say. Why can't I be like Sam, right? Like, why can't, why can't I just, because I, I give her, I give you all these issues and you're just like, oh yeah, it's because of X, Y, and Z, right? Or you help me find X, Y, and Z, right? And I'm just yeah. like, I don't understand this. Like, I'm just so, it's so new to me. Um, And so like, that was definitely some of the hardest thing was to really like learn about myself, coach myself, and then like, and then the problems problems that I have coming up then to really coach on those things too and process my emotions like I think processing my emotion was the biggest thing uh it I was used, yeah like I just I used to always shut down I would be angry but I would push it away and there was this one time oh my god it's so crazy like how much I've learned and grown but like I remember Sam we we're talking about like my younger self right baby Pajar mm -hmm. and Sam was like well if you could go back and talk to her what would you do and I my mind was like this was so foreign to me. So I was like, no, I'm going to tell her to not care about what people say about her and to just like shut people out and like screw them all. And yeah. Sam's like, um, no, <laughs> like you should hug her, you know? And I just did not understand that. It was so like foreign. I was like, what do you mean I should hug her? Like, I should just, I should tell her to toughen up. Yeah. And as you know, <laughs> and so as the journey progressed with the coaching and with the healing, right? The self-healing, because that's a lot of healing within my work with Sam, right? There's so much healing. And as we're working towards and learning about like childhood trauma or things in my childhood that bring up, that come up into my motherhood and my uh, adult life, I start to really understand like, holy cow, this is what she meant. Like I, I should hug her. I should hug my younger self, right? And like just learning how to stop self-shaming myself, like that stuff was so difficult. For me, like it's so crazy because in my journey, I learned that it wasn't even the nutrition and the workout stuff that was hard. Mm -hmm. It was all the all the other stuff, like the health, self-love, the self-healing, the taking care of myself. Those were a lot of the lows that I struggled with. Cause then honestly, as soon as we gone through all the nutrition stuff and I had it down, it was really easy. It was. And I then, was like, yeah. this is not it. I was like, Pajar. Yeah we about to go deep and you're not gonna yeah. like it but it's fine yeah, exactly and then like we did the workouts we had all the I was lifting weights and it was like I was able to do it and then but then all these emotions came up I remember thinking like wait I got my I got my fitness stuff down that's exactly what I wanted from you but why do I feel so bad <laughs> you know like there's yeah. still so much to learn and heal from so those are definitely some of the the emotional stuff right the mentality stuff the self-healing stuff that was definitely some of the lowest parts that people don't talk about when you're like on this health journey and then mm -hmm. I learned that my health journey wasn't just physical it was mental too during this yeah yeah that's so good and I'm just really proud of you for sharing that with the audience because I want to emphasize like what you said too is like the hardest part of your journey is really seeing like this old version of yourself that you no longer want to hold on to and yeah. that old version has habits that maybe you weren't proud of right like yeah like that person that was accepting a request from for everyone doing things for everyone but not doing things for yourself and 
you really had to check yourself on like, okay, why do I feel this way about my body? Why do I feel like this about myself? And like, why do I act the way I do? Like, why did Mm -hmm. I respond to that person the way I did? Yeah. And like, why is it that they make me so angry? Like, why is it that like, they trigger me so much, right? And it's learning more about what are your triggers? Like, what makes you feel safe? And like, how can you also forgive yourself for your past mistakes? You know, like we talked a lot about that. And I know that's a lot of deep shit, but I think it's the true (laughs) thing about weight loss because when you're like losing weight, not only are you building new habits, like building better ways to eat healthier and working out consistently, but you're also like letting go of a, a version of you that everyone knows you for. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone knows you for maybe the person that used to drink a lot, the person that parties all the time, the person that always says yes, the person that always talks a lot of smack about their body. Right. Mm-hmm. And like now you're choosing to no longer be that person. And it takes a level of work to really forgive yourself for putting you in that situation or for shaming a part of a version of you and then choosing to be like okay I forgive you and then moving on from a clean slate right and I Mm -hmm. think that's such a like such a important thing to understand because this is the work that a lot of people avoid which is why some people can lose weight and they still feel horrible about themselves and they still feel like they're missing something and it's because they haven't done the inner work of I truly accept like who I am fully regardless of how the past version of me showed up and what she did, and how she hurt herself, and how she let people walk over her, or, you know, even for, like, you hurting other people, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like letting go of this identity that no longer exists by being really honest with yourself, and not a lot of people are willing to do the work of, like, okay, I don't like the way I'm living, and how I'm acting towards people, like, how can I change it? Because it's a lot of processing, and, and like, it feels like shit, (laughs) you know? There's so much processing, and that's and through all that that's why when I gained the seven pounds back I was just like oh it's all right <laughs> like I'm a happy <laughs> like, I don't care you know like I still feel good about my body yeah you're um, like I got bigger fish to fry <laughs> yeah exactly I was like I got a lot of different things to worry about and this is it's okay I, I can go back to the seven pounds if I want to you know but yeah, yeah I completely agree there was definitely it's like you're you really are growing into this new version of yourself and letting go of some of the past that you that you clung on to right and it's like you're it's like you're opening that cocoon mm-hmm. and it's so hard and you it's so easy to just be like yeah I just want to go back to my old habits can we just go back to that but then like <laughs> you know like I don't want to deal with all this emotional shit I don't want to feel like I'm the problem or I don't want to admit that I'm the problem right or but it was really hard like just to get slapped in the face with the reality of like who you were or who you are and then a lot of forgiveness and like I never understood what the hell that meant like oh forgive yourself forgive yourself I'm like what the fuck does that mean yeah. how do I do that <laughs> you know but it was not easy like but like really learning that like I'm not that person anymore and yeah. so I should stop shaming, shaming myself for a version of myself that no longer exists and then just like thinking back to that person the version of who I was and then like instead of being so angry with her and telling myself that dang I hate that version of me it's more like I I just want to hug her 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you see yourself hugging yourself and you just say, I love you. And I'm sorry that you went through that, but now you're no longer there. And so we're moving forward. And then that's when I start to understand when you were like, what would you do to like younger Pajara? How would you talk to her? And I'm like, oh, I would tell her that I love her, you know? Yeah. I would tell her that it's okay. Just give her a big hug and, and she will figure it out, you know? But then the biggest thing that I learned too with this is that, because I remember telling you that like, oh man, like, I'm so glad that that old version of me is not there anymore. And you're yeah. like, yeah, but- It was a lot of version- shame, yeah, there was so much shame, but then you were like, hey, there's, but because of that, because of that version of you, that's how you got to where you are now. So you should appreciate her. And that's when I just had this new realization for like past me, you know? Yeah. And then the forgiveness, the forgiveness just really sunk in and I really understood what it meant to like forgive yourself. Yeah. And so when I think back to like a version of myself that I used to be, that maybe I wasn't proud of, I just give her a hug and love her and tell her that she's loved. And that you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And because of her, that's how you like started this journey, you know? Exactly. If it wasn't for her, I would not be here. And I think like that's so good for everyone to hear. Like the hard part of weight loss is not the nutrition. It's not the exercise. It's not the consistency, but it's more of realizing that you're stepping into this new identity and it is okay for people to remember an old identity version of you. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the hardest part. And as humans, we're going to hate that shit because we want to belong and we want to feel like we're included. But I feel like Pajar, you're such a great example of that. Like you have friends that understand what you're doing. And I think it took a amount of amazing courage for you to tell them the journey that you went on for them to understand that and for them to respect like the decisions that you choose to make when it comes to you know going out drinking or whatever it is that you're choosing for your health like it took a lot of work to get there but I want to say it's still amazing how much you've changed in one year because when I think about how long it takes like an average person to do this work on their own when I think about myself took a whole fucking seven years right (laughs) yeah but then like for you to be like oh I know this and it took me one year like that's that's amazing like that's like yeah lightning fast shit one year doesn't sound like you know it's a short time but it is it's fast it's a fast fast. it went by so fast like I because actually so I did six steps your program is six months and so I did the the first six months and I just there was something in me that was like I'm not done yet like I still have work to do and so I was like hey Sam can I do another six months and she was like yeah whatever you want and so we did it and I am so glad that I extended my journey and did another six months because that was so worth it. Because, you know, you could you could still learn a line just six months and you yeah. could lose 20 pounds in six months, right? But my journey really shifted. I shifted to more of like this, hey, so can you help me figure out more about myself? <laughs> help me figure out my relationship, my husband and myself as a mother, right? And so like, that's the work that we dug into our second half. And that's the work that was so important to me. And it's so crazy because I, because when you say July, 2021, I'm like, that's so ancient. It feels like, you know, <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. I'm like, dang, it was only a year ago. Like what the heck, you know? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a, 
it feels so long but then you think yes. like what's well, it's only a year yeah this is so good i'm so glad you brought that up because i i just want to rem- I'm, i'm gonna pull back like a really long memory because what happens when a lot of y'all join one-on-one coaching this is why i talk a lot about having like health and life coaching blend together is because I remember when I started working on Pajar and we would coach on nutrition and we would coach on like working out and I'll be like so like how's 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 the kids like how's your relationship with your husband she'd be like why are you asking me these things like she'll be kind of like what does this have to do with the plan and I'm like yeah I just want to know I just want to know and when you recognize that you already got the nutrition and the workouts down and now it's like how can you allow that to pour it into your relationship with yourself, your friends and family and your kids. Like that's like the actual work, you know, like the yeah. work of like blending the two together and recognizing that they're not separate. That's where like the power of life coaching comes in together along with the weight loss because it's like, oh, yeah, anybody could get the nutrition stuff down, but to put it to put your life in it with it and try to bring everybody to be a part of that is a whole different journey. Yeah, I remember when it got really personal, I was a little bit uncomfortable. I was like, what? What is, where is this going? And like, I, I think honestly, my first few months, I didn't take the coaching stuff too seriously. I was just like, oh yeah, I'm doing good. And, and like, you know, you would kind of push me to like talk about things. And I was like, oh, whatever. But it wasn't until it clicked to me that, okay, I got some life coaching in this journey too, instead mm-hmm. of just fitness stuff and nutrition. And I remember telling you that I wanted to be like the perfect client, right? Like, Yeah. And then I wanted to like, how, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, even though I felt like <laughs> yeah. shit, you know, yeah, yeah. like I yeah. didn't want to like bombard you with all my drama and then, or like I would hold back. Right. Like I just like, was like, oh yeah, like yeah, it's, it's okay. You know? And, um, it got to a point where you were like, Hey, like I'm really here for you and yeah. uh, you can trust me and you can confide in me and I'm your coach. Cause I kept thinking that like, okay, there's a lot of extracurricular stuff that I don't want to do. And you're like, well, you don't have to do it. If you don't want to do it. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. here to, it's for your best. Like if you want to post pictures, you don't have to post pictures for me. You know, you don't have to, if you don't want to do your workouts, you don't have to do it. And then when I realized that, okay, shoot, this is really, this is some deep shit. Like this is more serious than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, then I started being more comfortable around you. And then I was just come slamming you with my drama and my problems, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> crying to you, be angry, you know? And yeah. then like, that's when I really learned that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I gotta have to be honest with myself and let the feelings pour in order to grow. That was so good. And that's exactly why, like, I mix the two, you know, because you get the best of both worlds. And I just appreciate you for sharing that. And so I know we talked a lot about today and I just want to leave you with one last thing. What would you say to someone who finished listening to this episode? They're like, damn, there's a lot of deep shit I got to do if I want to do this weight loss journey. Like, what would you say to them? Because I feel like that could be very intimidating, right? To someone that's like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to do that work. Like, what would you say to that person? Yeah, you know, it's so funny that you said that because I have had friends that I recommended and they said the same exact thing. They're like, well, I'm not really ready for that. I'm just looking for like weight loss. And I'm like, yeah, you could do that. You could find somebody that could help you lose the weight. But you have to remember that it's not about the weight that's going to make you happy about yourself, right? Or you're going to, the way to love yourself and how you look, does it goes so far like to how you feel about yourself right because like we talked about 
people can lose weight but still feel really shitty. So what I would tell people if they were considering this is, and then it's, and I would be honest that it's it's not easy. There are days that you want to give up, but if you truly want it enough and you really want to take care of yourself and learn more about yourself and heal from yourself and other things that have happened, it's going to be so worth it. Like the, the journey is it like when you start to realize it and you start to really learn more about your healing, it's almost like I just see stars, like happy, like I see like this burst of like new light in my life. And I really encourage people to, to persevere and push through and like, and reminding yourself that this is your, this is all for you. This journey that you're doing, it's all for you and you gain it all. And it's not a competition with anybody else. And it's all about you and your happiness and your journey. And it's so worth it. Like, it's just this crazy amount of self-realization and you do become so much more happy, Um, but you really got to push through it. But once you push through all the hard stuff, you start to see things in a different way and in a good way. And you start to just really like live your life less judge with less judgment. You start to be more happy. You start to care less about like what people say, right? And the gossip comes down, like, you know, all that stuff that you used to be or used to feel, it just really grows out of you. And so that, that's my biggest encouragement is that it's worth it. That's so good. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. And I just want to mm-hmm. say something to the audience too, because I've done a lot of this work on myself. Uh, that's the reason why I can coach my clients, right? Because otherwise I'll be coaching yeah. out of like thin air. But I just want to say that if you can handle where you are now, you can handle anything. Yeah. And that's something that I had to remind myself all the time when I was feeling miserable about how I looked, the way I was eating, like how I was feeling with my relationships. So if you're feeling that way, right, like recognizing that you can handle anything. And I also tell my clients, too, if you can handle the diets, you can handle anything. Yeah. And (laughs) you can handle the workouts. You can handle anything. (laughs) Yeah. Because the way I see it is like, if you've gone through this weight loss journey, you've lost a lot of weight, and then you gained it all back, or you've lost it, and you still felt like unhappy at the time, I I want you to recognize if you can handle that, you can handle anything. Yeah, and like, I agree. This kind of hard is the best hard. And that's all I want to say. And so this is the work that we do when you join six month one one coaching. We not only help you like lose 20 pounds, but I really teach you how to eat the foods you like, but also like stop questioning the foods that you enjoy and live the life that you want. And that's the deep work that we do is we help you love yourself more at every inch and pound. And so if you have been called to do this work, I invite you to book a sales call through the link in the show notes below. And we can just chat, but it is nothing to be scared of. It's going to be intimidating, but you already have like, like I always tell my clients, you can pick your hard. And if you can handle all of the hard in your life, you can handle this one. (laughs) So thank you so much, Pajar, for coming on. I know this was a long episode, but it it went really deep. And I think we cover a lot of your journey. And so any last comments you want to say? Yeah, definitely. Just piggybacking off what you just ended with, 
is it is intimidating. This program is really intimidating and it feels at one point it does feel like all the weight is on you because this is all about yourself, right? But the biggest support I had here was Sam, like truly and honestly, like you can trust Sam with this journey because she, she knows her shit. Like she will help you. And like I said before, like I, there was a point where I just didn't really understand what I really wanted. And I was really like nervous about things. And like, it was intimidating. Like I was like, dang, like Sam's really coming on me hard with a lot of these tough questions. And I just felt like, yeah, I'm okay. I don't think I want to do this anymore. But then like being reminded, like during the whole journey that I've done, Sam has been there for me. Like you've been there for me. She saw me cry. She's seen me laugh. She's seen yeah. me grow, you know? And so like, I just really want to end it with that. Like you're really going to be working with somebody that is going to put her heart and soul into you and your growth. And the only, the biggest reason why I was able to even go through this whole journey was because of Sam. Like, you know, of course I did a lot of my own work, but uh, a lot of it was the support of having Sam there and just really aiding me through a lot of the growth that I, that I achieved. And so, yeah, you have, you're going to be working with somebody that is going to be really, it's there for you and they're going to put the heart and soul into you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I just felt that in my heart. So I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I didn't pay her, you guys. I didn't pay her. To <laughs> yeah, just she didn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds, eating what you like, no diets, no restriction, and build a consistent and confident lifestyle, my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment. To apply, visit www.superlysamp.com. And from there, we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit. I'm so excited to serve you in this program. But until then, I'll talk to you next week.